Hello, Inspire friends and family. This is Pastor Philip Muella. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. But before we start, I got some exciting news and we need your help. Inspire Church was awarded a matching grant that promises to quadruple every financial contribution we receive up to $10,000 from now until the end of February. This means for every dollar contributed, we get $4. For every $100, we get $400. For every $1,000, we get $4,000. This is a game changer for all God is calling Inspired Church to do in 2021. Would you consider making a contribution today and helping us accomplish our goal? If so, please go to inspirechurches.com and click our 10 for 40 initiative. There, follow three easy steps and watch your contribution quadruple for the glory of God. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're blessed by this message. Inspire Church family, uh, welcome to another Sunday. My name is Philip. I am the lead pastor at Inspire Church. Uh, this is day seven. We are seven days in our 21 days of fasting and prayer. I hope it's been encouraging. I also hope it's been challenging. I hope it's been sacrificial. But overall, I hope God has been revealing himself to you. And I hope you've been coming more aware of God in this time. Before I get into the message, I just want to highlight uh, during this week, uh, our website, inspirechurches.com. You can actually click the tab 21 days and you'll find an abundance of resources for the rest of your fasting and prayer time. And these are resources just that are available for you to go deeper as you walk on this journey. I actually want to highlight two. There's a podcast by Pastor David Platt. You're really going to love it. Check it out this week. It's called Pray and Fast. And then there's an article uh, by Desiring God, and it's called Sharpen Your Affections with Fasting. So as you go through this next week, uh, don't be afraid uh, to go online, go to our website, check out our resources, again, just to help you go deeper as you focus and become more aware of God. Now, uh, Jesus asked a simple yet profound question to his followers. Jesus said, why do you worry? And, and I not want to, I not only want to ask you that question, but I want to add to that question, not just why do you worry, but let me ask you this. What are you worried about right now? What is it that you're facing in your life in this moment that is causing you anxiety? Is it money? Maybe you lost your job or maybe your hours have been cut and you find yourself scrambling to pay the bills and you're anxiously wondering, you know, how am I going to make it this next month? Maybe it's relationships. Maybe you're in the midst of a family feud and it is literally tearing your heart to pieces. Maybe it's a bad breakup or a deteriorating friendship that you just can't seem to stop thinking about. Or it could be your health. Maybe you're awaiting test results. Come on, I know there's some of you out there, you know what this feels like. You're awaiting that 
phone call from the doctor and, and it's a combination of, of the uncertainty as well as the, the possibility that it might be serious that really is consuming your mind and stealing your peace. And, and maybe it's not you, but maybe it's your mom or your dad, your, your son, your daughter. Maybe it's somebody that's really close to you and, and the thought that they might not be physically okay is keeping you awake at night. I mean, I'm sure at some level, all of us have been touched by anxiety this past year. I mean, how could 2020 not bring some kind of anxiety to our lives? I mean, whether it is this global pandemic and everything that has come with it, uh, whether it's the death tolls, uh, COVID-19, politics, right? Racial injustice. I mean, the current state of our country, literally the last two weeks is enough to draw anybody in with worry and angst. And the reality is I've known many people who've actually stopped watching the news during this time because the news is too triggering. If, if they turn the news on, it, it becomes a, a space that, that, that kind of brings in worry and doubt and fear. And, and so they, they don't want to turn on the TV. They don't want to even look at their social media because it brings too much anxiety. But whether you're facing a season of anxiety right now, or maybe you're not, but someday you certainly will, my hope today is to teach you how to, ready, secure God's peace in the midst of your anxiety. I'm gonna say that again. I, I wanna teach you today how to secure God's peace when facing your anxiety. And so before we get into word, I would just want to invite you to pray with me during this time. Heavenly Father, we invite you to invade our space, have your way in our situation. I pray if there's anybody watching that is being overwhelmed with anxiety and worry, God, that you would speak to them, Lord. And I pray most importantly that the word of the Lord, your word would not come back void, but it would accomplish everything that it's been assigned to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you know anything about monks and monasteries, you know that the monastery life uh, uh, really revolves around prayer. Monks and monasteries organize their life around prayer. In fact, the Benedictine order has practiced this daily tradition for over a thousand years. At their monasteries, a bell rings seven times a day, and, and this bell is a call to prayer. Now, now, when this bell rings, the monks are required to stop what they're doing. Now, if they're sleeping, they're required to wake up, but it's during the day, they're required to stop everything they're doing to get up, to walk, to chapel, and to pray. Now, I want to encourage you today to begin to look at anxiety as a call to prayer, that from this day forward, anxiety in your life would act as a kind of monastic bell calling you to drop whatever it is you're doing and to meet the Lord in prayer. Why? Because the only way you'll be able to secure God's peace when facing your anxiety 
is through prayer. Let me, let me prove this to you in God's word. If you have your scriptures, would you turn with me to Philippians chapter 4? We're going to read two verses. It's going to be verses 6 through 7. Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7. The scriptures read like this. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And I love this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful promise God has made to those who seek him in prayer while battling anxiety. Now, now before I tell you how you can secure God's peace, I, I first want to take a moment to define anxiety and peace according to the text. Now, we know that the New Testament was written in Greek. And so the Greek word that's used in the text for anxiety is the word maranao. And, and it means to be divided into parts, to be distracted and pulled in different directions, right? This, this is a picture of anxiety. It's literally warfare. It's divided sides causing tension, except the battlefield is not some distant external foreign land, but the battlefield is right here inside of your heart and your mind. Now, the Greek word used in this text for peace is arene. It means to be joined or tied together. It's an experience of wholeness and oneness. And I love this. In the text, it's not just any kind of peace, but the text says it is God's Peace, And because the peace belongs to God, because it's God's peace, it's a peace that surpasses all understanding. It's an inexplicable inner trust in the sovereignty of God, despite whatever the situation may look like or feel like. It's, it's a quiet mind and a settled heart in the midst of a, a chaotic or, or, or restless moment. It, it's the kind of peace that is impossible to explain. Uh, even when you don't get how you could be so peaceful, it, 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 it's the kind of peace that, that you just know it's there, but it shouldn't be, right? It's the kind of peace that despite maybe others would, would look at you and, and and think to themselves, man, I don't get why this person is so at peace because the situation that they're facing uh, should bring so much anxiety. It's an inexplicable trust in the sovereignty of God. So the only question that remains for us today is how? How can we obtain that kind of peace, right? How can you secure God's peace when facing your anxiety? And, and really the short answer is this, by prayer. That's how, by prayer. But, but not just any kind of prayer. So, so, so listen to how Paul teaches us to pray when facing anxiety. He gives us three kind of practical and simple steps that'll help us secure God's 
peace when facing our anxiety. If you're taking notes, number one, if you want to secure God's peace when facing your anxiety, here it is. Enter into prayer anticipating an exchange. Enter into prayer anticipating an exchange. You see, the text tells us that the path to God's peace is by prayer. So, so really, what, what is prayer? At its most fundamental level, prayer should be an exchange of desires. You see, when I pray, I bring to God what I want and he brings to me what he wants. And it's in that sacred meeting place. It's in that sacred space where an exchange is made. It's simple, but it's difficult. You see, for most of us, we either don't pray at all or we pray what I call lopsided prayers. What's a lopsided prayer? We limit prayer to a one-sided event where we tell God what we want, but we don't stay long enough or lean in deep enough to hear what he wants from us. Now I want you to note the battlefield of anxiety in the text. Scripture tells us that, that it's in the heart's and the minds, right? The heart is the birthplace of our desires and the mind is the place of our plans, right? The heart is the source of our feelings while, while the mind is the source of our thoughts. So when we enter into prayer, watch, anticipating an exchange, we bring to God our desires and our plans and God brings to us his desires and his plans. Now this is critical. If that exchange is made in prayer, he'll replace our anxious thoughts and feelings with his perfect peace. I'm not even sure if you truly understand. I, I, I have to repeat that one more time. If that exchange is made in prayer, he'll replace our anxious thoughts and feelings with his perfect peace. Now, I know some of you might be so excited. You might want to press pause right now, go outside and just get into your prayer closet, going into prayer, anticipating an exchange from God. Number two, if you want to secure God's peace when facing your anxiety, here it is. Number two, learn to pray precision prayers. Learn to pray Precision prayers. You see, the text also tells us that the path to God's peace is by prayer and supplication. To make supplication really is to make specific asks. It means to go to God and to accurately articulate what is on your mind. This text invites us to tell God in prayer exactly what you're worried about, why you are worried about it, and how that worry is specifically affecting you. You see, when we make supplication, we are bearing our hearts and minds before the Lord, hiding nothing, uh, holding nothing back. 
when we determine to pray precision prayers, I love this. Uh, uh, it, we are replacing our machine gun or shotgun prayers with a sniper rifle in prayer. What do I mean by that? I mean that we are being specific. We are being precise. We are being accurate. If you want to secure God's peace while facing your anxiety in prayer, pour every corner of your heart out to him and he will meet you there. One of my absolute favorite things to do with God is to go on long drives, long walks, and to reveal to him every detail of my fears, concerns, worries, and doubts. And I tell you what, when I come back, I feel like an exchange has been made. I feel like I've given him my burdens and he's given to me his peace. Number three, if you want to secure God's peace when facing your anxiety, make a habit out of praising him in the storm. I know that's kind of cliche. We've heard that so many times, but I love that phrase. If you want to secure God's peace while facing your anxiety, make it a habit. Learn to Praise him in your storm. Paul says, by prayer, by supplication, with thanksgiving. You see, giving thanks to God when times are tough is one of the most difficult things for the believer to do. Yet it is one of the most powerful demonstrations we can make as followers of Christ. You see, when we choose to praise him in prayer while suffering through our anxiety, that praise is rooting our hearts and minds in the character of God and uprooting them out of the circumstances of anxiety. Listen, situations change. Circumstances fluctuate, but God remains the same. So when I make it a habit of praising him in the storm, I am anchoring my heart in him who is stable. And, and, and now I am taking an anchor out of those things that are unstable in my life. I actually want to make a, a really important point that I think um, we need to take note of as believers. What, what you praise, you will empower. Just write that down. What I praise, I will empower. Right? What, what I glorify, what, what I magnify, what, what I make big in my life will influence my heart and mind. What I praise, I empower. What I focus on and magnify, I give permission to influence my life. And so when I praise God for his goodness in the storm, in the midst of my anxiety, I am teaching my heart. I am telling my heart. I am speaking to my heart and my mind that God's goodness is the reality that will bring my heart back to stability. I'm commanding my heart and my mind by faith in, in the character of God to be still. In the same way Jesus spoke to the storm and said, peace, be still. 
What a crazy story if you remember that in the Gospels. In the midst of a storm at the middle of the sea and everyone is panicking and Jesus is asleep. Peace in the storm. There is a ceremonial tradition observed both here in America and overseas in London called the changing of the guard. It's the process by which the old guard gives way to the new guard. Now, if you've been to the Arlington National Cemetery at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier or to the Buckingham Palace, you, yeah, I haven't, but you might have been able to see this changing of the guard take place. And, and from what I hear, it's a, a real cool, a real moving sight. It's, it's the moment when those guards, which were previously assigned to protect that site, are replaced by a new guard who is now committed to take over the duties of the protected site. And I love this. Listen, when we are confronted by our anxiety, the text invites us to participate in a changing of the guard through prayer. It's by prayer. It's by supplication, with thanksgiving, that the old guard of anxiety, which had been previously assigned to our hearts and minds, is replaced by the new guard of God's peace. And that guard now becomes responsible to keep anxiety out. It becomes a garrison. As the Apostle Paul is writing this in Philippians, he, I, I can imagine he's imagining the Roman guards that are guarding even the jail cells, right? A garrison of soldiers that are standing pat, awake, and ready to do whatever it takes to make sure that whatever it's protecting, uh, uh, that the enemy cannot creep in and have any kind of influence. In 2021, God is inviting you to make anxiety a monastic bell that is calling you into prayer. Like, would you just, I challenge you right now, would you just make the commitment to say that whenever I feel like anxiety is uh, I'm trying to take over my heart and my mind, that I'll be reminded of that monastic bell ringing, beckoning, calling me to pray. And if you do that, I believe the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding will place a garrison of guards protecting your heart and your mind. I want to leave you with something that Pastor Tony Evans said. He said this, the more you worry, the less you pray. The more you pray, the less you worry. My question to you today is this. Do you want to worry less in 2021? If so, then make a commitment to pray. Let me pray over you. Heavenly Father,
I thank you for everyone who is tuning in. I pray, Lord, for all of those who are finding themselves immersed in anxiety in this moment. God, I pray this message would act as a call from you for them to spend time with you in prayer. God, I pray they would go into prayer tonight, this week, anticipating an exchange. I pray they would go into prayer, not praying general prayers, but precision prayers, bearing out their heart to you. And most importantly, God, I pray that after they have wrestled through the tensions in prayer, I pray that they would praise you in the storm so that your peace that surpasses all understanding would guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our wonderful Savior's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I'll see you guys at prayer. God bless. Thank you for joining us for this week's Inspired Churches podcast. Don't forget to share or subscribe to join us every Sunday. You can keep up with Inspired Churches through Instagram at Inspired Churches or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Inspired Churches. To support the ministry, you can click on the link in the description or visit us at inspiredchurches.com for more information.